Here's money. Vince, I'm, I'm a politician now. Here's more money. Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not Bumblebee is going to be any good or another Transformers hunk of junk. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the Transformers movies. I don't think they're terrible. They're fun little action movies. Fun action movies. Didn't say they're good action movies. What's but, the Marky Mark one? What? Now it's like... No, that's not Revenge of the Fallen. Is it Revenge of the Fallen? I was like no. the fourth oh, or fifth one. The one with, uh, what's his name? Mark the Wolver? one where he's got a kid, the girl, and she's with the guy. I don't know. I stopped watching it like the, the second or third one. The, fourth the third one was the last one. It's going to be bad. You think so? Yeah. They just released a new trailer. Just and yeah, like the last two movies were trash, so. Michael Bay's got like nothing on this, so. They're going to show uh, the war at Cybertron. Yeah, they're showing the war at Cybertron. So. I don't know. It looks. It, it looks cool. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Anyway, you're catching us here on SoundCloud.com slash grapples to apples. Scrapples and number two apples, or maybe you're catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, as always, I'm Will the Thrill, joined by your main boy, Maddie Bizzle, double Z, double E. And I am on my machine gun Kelly jacket, Boom. no shirt flow. Why? What? <laughs> you, you, you trash him all week and then you want to pull his style? Man. It's hardly a style. All, all you're missing is the dangly earrings. Yeah, yeah, blonde hair. Yeah, no thanks. Yep. Yeah, the rip Eminem rip off. You gonna you know drop a diss track that's gonna get murdered too? Yo, your beard's weird. <laughs> that's gonna I can't grow one. Stop. Um, so on this week's episode, we have a lot to talk about. We have a whole bunch of news to cover. We're gonna do some raw news, some SmackDown news. We're gonna talk about the big controversy surrounding the Bella Twins and Italian match versus the Riot Squad. We have some huge news within WWE, WWE, has been WWE in a long time. I know. And we're going to cover some non-WWE news. So let's, you know, enough of all this, this mammy-pammy stuff. Let's jump straight to the chase. This week's Raw. All right. So you open up backstage segment, Baron Corbin opening the door, singing happy birthday to the one Stephanie McMahon. And he's singing his poor heart out. <laughs> poor, poor Corbin. Singing happy birthday, um, talking to her, and Trips comes out, and they have like a kind of weird back and forth segment. It looks like a weird stare down. Yeah. And it kind of just goes like, like he smirks and goes, good luck. Yeah. And then walks away. And that's basically that. I mean, uh, he had and Stephanie just, yeah, yeah, she's just like... Listen, uh, you're supposed to be, you know, making Raw better. If you can't, then Kurt Angle's vacation is going to be a lot shorter than expected. And he's like, no, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> Doing the best I can. It's like, is, was it best for business if you uh, booked yourself in a universal title match? And he's just like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Try to copy, it was basically like Stephanie was the teacher and Corbin got caught cheating on his test and he's just copping a plea. He's like, oh, listen, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I love you. Please, please, <laughs> I even shaved my head like him. <laughs> so then, you know, that ends. And, of course, we get the shield come out first because... Well, and that's not before Stephanie tells him... If you have such an issue with the shield, go find yourself two tag team partners and take care of it tonight in the main event. Oh yeah. 
Excuse me. Yes, I forgot about that. It's okay. I forgive. So, the shield comes out anyway. Right. And, uh... Dean Ambrose talks first. Usually, you know, before when they were just the shield... Before the, you know... They were all main eventers. They were just the, the shield. Uh, Dean was their mouthpiece. But Dean basically just came out. What you're looking at are the three workhorses of the WWE. And he has his like face, weird face thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just hear uh, Renee Young's mic off. Yeah, yeah, you got the workhorses. <laughs> and um, he just like, you know... We deserve to be in these spots, and then just hands the mic off to Seth Rollins, and Seth's like, he, 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 he. and he just talks about you know how they're the top three guys on the you know on Raw, and uh, what I'd like to point out was Roman didn't get booed when they came out because he's, he's with the Shield, but um, when he got the mic, when Seth was done doing his little promo, he gave. Uh, Roman Reigns the mic and there was small boos here and you know some cheers here was a little mix Mm -hmm. but I'm like you know what screw you people who booed him because you guys are the same people who are cheering him when he comes out with the shield so stop it be be consistent be consistent you're you're gonna hate Roman Reigns hate Roman Reigns phony fans are phony yeah so they're like uh, you know oh the two belts here are the, the, the top belts, the Universal and the Intercontinental. I'm like, bro, the Universal, it's it's in an infant stage right now. There's only been like five champions. Yeah, but WWE treats it like it's... Yeah, but know, of course, God's because it's Roman Reigns is holding the belt and Brock Lesnar held the belt before that. And it's on Raw. They're, um... The flagship show, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it main events every pay-per-view, even though it only shows Actually, it doesn't main event every pay-per-view. Not every, most. Most pay-per-views. No, not most. More than the Brock Lesnar didn't show up at, at any pay-per-view, so you can't say he Touché. main event. Roman Reigns main event, but Fair not enough. the Universal title. Fair enough. So basically, like it's Universal title, Jays. So um, he's talking about. Uh, he's like, you know, uh, only thing that matters are these, and he kind of looks at Seth, and they put their belts up at and the same time. And poor just standing there in the middle. He's like, nothing. I got a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Renee Young. <laughs> so Baron Corbin's music hits and he's, you know, talking his normal, like, uh, hey, no one likes the three of you guys alone, let alone together. And mm. I'm just like, yeah, Baron, I don't like any of these guys right now. I like Seth. Don't say Seth. Wrong. Come on. I love Seth. Who don't like Seth? And then, um, Ron comes out. And I told you this before, weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Braun Strowman, not good on the mic. I think he's better than you make him out to be. He made me cringe this week, though. He's like, Roman, you better shine that championship belt up real nice. And I'm just like, oh. It's funny. I really do think he's better as a face. Yeah. His mic stuff also as a face is just, it's more natural. Because he's, nat- he's naturally a big, giant, like, teddy bear kind of guy. He's not like... A mean person. Mm-hmm. So I think when he's a face, it comes off more natural when he's being a face. Before the, Braun starts talking, they come out and they do, you know, the Braun yell. Mm-hmm. And it looks good for, you know, Drew McIntyre to do it because he's a big, muscular guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks <laughs> like... <laughs> like Dolph Ziggler is just imitating his bigger brother. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And I'm just like, oh, you look like a loser. A yeah, little brother syndrome right there. And he's like, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, Brian. So I'm just like, all right. And then 
what I th- I didn't think was going to happen started happening was they tried to break apart the shield. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, at the end of uh, the Super Showdown, it's going to be the the two of yous on the ground, and it's going to be the four of us standing tall. And out of the Seth Rollins uh, insults for the night, we have Baron Corbin looks like the world's uh, tallest substitute teacher or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, lame. And then he was like, I don't know if you know math or the two dummies to your left and your right do, but there's three and three. So they're trying to say that Dean is going to turn his back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that they're pushing the narrative so much. Because it means it's not going to happen. Of course. Which is what I want, though. I want Dean to turn on these two. But they I mean, they did have a couple backstage segments. It, this is the running theme for the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. where, you know... Uh, Dolph t- talks to Dean, and then uh, Seth talks to McIntyre, and then Dolph comes out to Drew. It's like, what was that about? He's like, nothing. Shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then McIntyre talks to Ambrose. It's like everyone at some point had a conversation about this whole thing. Yeah, so insane. I was like, all right, you know, I don't like it, but, you know. Whatever. And like you said, it's not going to happen, and that's what, mis- that's like, what, that's what bothers me the yeah. most. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, we had Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal with their mixed, what's it, mixed, mixed, mixed match, match tag, tag champion, tag, uh, tag, tag partners. partners, yeah, with Bailey because now she has nothing to do, and um, Alicia Fox with Sunil Singh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the way Finn won because it was just a roll up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is win? Uh, when is win gonna Finn? When is Finn, <laughs> when is Finn gonna win by you know shotgun drop hits? Because Kudra. they have nothing to do with him. So they just, I, I firmly believe WWE know that they have Finn Balor, and they know that whenever they decide to pull the trigger, he they can skyrocket Finn Balor to the top. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, they kind of just coast with him until they're ready to do something with him. He's like their safety main eventer. It's not right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Yeah. So Jinder Mahal gets beat by a roll up, and then Alicia Fox and Sunil uh, and and Jinder Mahal beat up Sunil Singh, and then they just start meditating. <laughs> and I'm just like the three of them in the ring. Just was, I, oh, what, what's going on? I don't. I don't <sighs> former WWE champion Jinder Mahal, mind you, one of the longer reigning champions. Well, six months, right? Yeah. Held the belt. Now, to what probably everyone in the wrestling world is talking about the next match, we had Natalia and the Bella Twins mm-hmm. versus the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. Riot Squad consisting of. Of course, Ruby, uh, Riot, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. I always forget Sarah Logan's name for some reason. Because I go Liv Morgan, and then I always just, like, you know how you stutter with the Drew and Dolph Drew thing? and Dolph and Dean yeah. and, yeah. So, um, I guess we should just go straight to the point here. Yeah, so in the middle of the match at some point, Bree's doing the yes kicks, you know, that she adapted from her husband. And she's doing them on Liv Morgan. And there's, there's a rhythm to doing the yes kicks. And Liv Morgan is selling it accordingly. Kick, head snaps back. Kick, head snaps back. So they do that a couple times, and then there's a, a timing issue where Brie decides to double time the amount, the, the rhythm of the kicks, and I guess Liv Morgan didn't know she was going to do it at that moment, or there was a miscommunication as to when that was going to happen. So when Liv Morgan dropped her head down to sell again, she got clocked square in the head with the knee by Brie Bella, who it took her realize uh, took her a minute to realize what had happened. And hit her with a second kick, flush to the face with her shin, mm-hmm. and Liv Morgan just crumbled. She was down. Knocked out. She was mm-hmm. completely unconscious. 
Um, after that, um, Brie went to turn her over for the pin count, which they broke up as a two count, as a kick out. Yeah, but how, Liv Morgan actually got her, her arm up. Barely, her shoulder. Yeah, that was that was a rough call there. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Neville-Jericho match from a few years ago when Neville broke his ankle and Jericho tried to end the match for Neville's sake and the ref wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so then Brie then, you can see her like go head-to-head with Morgan to say something to her, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the apology or tell her, look, just try and push me to the corner so you can tag yourself out. But she then, like, pretty much dragged Liv Morgan to her corner so that Liv Morgan can get tagged out of the match by Ruby Riot, And you can just see Liv Morgan was not present. She was not whatsoever. there for the rest of the match. Yeah. And and um, Ruby Riot was not happy. She was not Because they're actually they're legit close friends. I guess, you know, being put together... As a faction being brought up together, the three of them are actually legitimately like really good friends backstage, and you can see Ruby Riot's displeasure when there was a, a spot where Sarah Logan does a springboard on Brie into Ruby, and I don't know if it was a botched spot where Ruby was supposed to forearm Brie. Cause that's I mean that's usually the spot, mm-hmm. but instead Brie forearms Ruby Riot, and you just see her face like, and she really hit her. She caught her flush in the mouth, and she was none too pleased. And Ruby can't really retaliate because she's fresh and Brie Bella is on the pedestal the WWE puts her on. Right. Mm. Now, the WWE is fortunate that in this match, they had Ruby Riot. And also, I would say also Natalia. Natalia is a very good in-ring technician. I don't know if she has match-calling abilities, but from all the reports and rumors that have circulated since this happened last night, was that because of Liv Morgan getting knocked out, Ruby Riot then had to call the vast majority of the match on the fly, right on the spot. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they had Ruby Riot, who's an experienced independent wrestler, she was able to, you know, pull that match together to at least get them to the finish. Because mm-hmm. if, Ru- if Ruby's not in that match, I mean, then it lands on Natalia. And if she wasn't in that match, imagine. Uh, imagine. Imagine just attacking the Bella Twins versus Liv Morgan and exactly. Sarah Logan. It would have been a mess. So, you know, I mean, this is one of those things that makes people like Ruby Riot unsung heroes that, you know, these are people who have so much experience in the ring that they can, you know, something like this goes down, they can just pick it up and go, okay, do this, do this, do this, do that, do that, do that, and let's get out of here. I mean, and it's situations like this where divas don't belong in the ring with WWE female women superstars right now because Brie Bella has probably botched a move Every, Every match. match she's been in. Since so she's come back, for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't say before, because I, I didn't watch when they were She wasn't good before, regardless. Um, I know we always joke about, you know, Sasha Banks hurting, you know, Paige, and we're going to get into that later, mm-hmm. but I, I legitimately fear for any woman who fights Brie Bella in a match. You know, it's funny. Normally, it's Brie just hurting herself, like, you know, mm-hmm. doing the... Suicide, suicide dive, dive that eating she mat, on the face. yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. But this is the first time that someone else was hurt. Yeah, but because Bree so, I don't want to say reckless because it's not really reckless, but she's botch pro. I want to say inexperienced mm-hmm. for someone who's supposed to have a lot of experience. She's uh, just not that skilled in the ring. Put totally. it down to. I, I don't know. I, Brie Bella should just be a, a corner piece for Bri- Daniel Bryan or her sister. I don't think she has any business being in the ring. Nikki Bella is better than Brie in terms of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, they both aren't good, mm-hmm. but I mean, Nikki was like what the longest reigning Divas champion or Women's champion something or something like that. No. I have no idea. 
I mean, look, this one's tough because I'm not necessarily sure. Like, I can't put all the blame on Brie. Absolutely. I think this was a really misfortune, just like a, a timing thing mm-hmm. that just they weren't on the same page. I don't know if Brie took it upon herself to change the, the timing and the rhythm. I don't know what exactly took place, but there was clearly just a timing issue between Liv Morgan selling the kicks and then Brie deciding to go for those listen, two quicks and listen. Concession. Accidents happen, of course. I mean, it, it's 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 part of the business. It's part of the business. You know, um, things happen on the fly. I think free things happen. Yeah. You know, um, you have to adapt. Is Brie Bella one hundred percent to blame for this? No. Does she take a lot of the blame? Absolutely. But it's also Liv Morgan who you know she needs to really figure out you know who she's working with yeah. Brie Bella you know her, t- her time is not going to be as good as let's say her wrestling uh, Natalia the same issue that I'm going to have with Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey because she's legitimately a strong woman mm-hmm. she can go in there when she's doing her you know her judo tosses she can rip an arm out of a socket you know mm-hmm. Especially if, if the girls take it wrong. But if you're Liv Morgan, what do you do in this situation, you know? They, I'm sure they, they have her, and they make sure that everyone knows, you gotta book Brie strong, and you gotta book the yes kick strong. So if you're Liv Morgan, you're taking these yes kicks, you gotta do the whole, The slap, like, she's selling him right. Yeah, so I'm just like, what is she supposed to do in that instance? That's what, I, don't, I just think this was one of those, like, just really, really bad timing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what could have been done differently, you know? Um, but we did have the riot squad go over. Mm-hmm. Ruby um, Riot uh, hit the riot kick on Natalia. One, two, three. Um, now this kind of complicates things for next weekend. Is it next weekend? Yeah, next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Not yeah. this um, Saturday. Yeah, not yeah, this Saturday. Saturday. Next Follow. Saturday. Um, there's a six man tag supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. Six woman tag. Yeah, I said six man. Yeah, yeah. excuse me. A six six person tag, six woman tag. The Bellas and Ronda and, and Ronda Rousey versus you know uh, the Riot Squad. Now mm-hmm. can Liv Morgan? Is she gonna pass? I mean, I don't know how how WWE's concussion protocol is similar to the NFL or anything mm-hmm. like that. But she's got a concussion. She's not gonna be able to wrestle. Well, reports are that she doesn't remember chunks of the match. That's not good. Exactly. The WWE has not officially reported a concussion. Mm-hmm. They have reported an injury. Liv Morgan is injured, but they haven't called it a concussion. But reports from, I think Dave Meltzer reported this, and I think uh, PW Insider reported also, that she has short-term memory loss of the match, she doesn't remember most of the match, and that she was on autopilot for the majority of the match. And there was um, that triple suplex spot was not supposed to happen. I think it was supposed to be just like a regular single or a double suplex, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then she just jumped in and just... That was the last move she really ate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see the way that her her rotation was not because she can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the fact that she had to take it, she she has to do a full rotation rotation mm-hmm. with a I'm sure with a concussion, and then she just rolled out, and that was just pretty much the I mean, end of the you, night. Uh, you saw her um, being cradled in Ruby Riot's arms, and mm-hmm. she didn't look like she knew where she was at. No, I, I I legitimately and after the match, she was being checked out by the doctors in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the the announcers were like, "Oh, she's taken to the back." She was she laying was right there on the floor. Just well, like. you're talking about Michael Cole, Renee Young, and Corey Graves, who can be a dunderhead sometimes. So, I know that you didn't want to go over this, but I'm going to go over this because we had an Ascension signing again. <laughs> <laughs> and Connor got his first main roster singles win. Yeah. Against Chad Gable. Now, I don't know what they're doing with this Ascension, Chad Gable, Bobby Roode thing. Um... I'm over it though. And it wasn't even like a dirty win. Clean. It was as clean as a whistle. You want a dominator. Why is he doing the dominator instead of Bobby Lashley? Because Connor's not on TV often. 
So Lashley gets stuck with the stalling suplex and the spear when he's allowed. But his nickname's the Dominator, right? Exactly. It used to be. Is it still the Dominator? They, they've, been, they've been using him. Whenever he comes out, the Dominator! Michael like, that's his finishing move, uh, Kenyon. That was his... Give that it was to his, him? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> but what do you guys think of the um, Chad Gable by Root Tag Team? I don't like it. No, I, I, because it's it's basically Bobby Roode's a placeholder for when Jason Jordan comes back. Cause I, I have a feeling they're bringing back American Alpha, and this is going to help um, Bobby Roode make the transition from being a face to a heel. He's going to turn on on Chad Gable, and then Jason Jordan's going to come out and help him. I can see that. Yeah, that's probably best case scenario. I like American Alpha. I loved them when they were in NXT. Same here. I like them when they were on the main roster. I hate that they broke them up because yeah. it was too premature. Agreed. Um. And then bringing them back on Raw together. Uh, you saw the Kurt Angle, father Angle that they had to work through. Which also leads me to when they were in NXT, I was talking to, uh, to my brother and I was like, yo, what if Angle takes them under his wing, sort of a, a world's greatest tag team type thing. Shelton and then even wrestling right He's now? still wrestling on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown. He, oh. And then Char- once every other like six months. And Charlie Haas comes oh. back. Charlie Haas is all kinds of retired, bro. Yeah, so what? Anyway, let's move on. So we had a... Maybe match of the night? Easily match of the night. Maybe match of the night? No? Not the the main event? No. Boy! (laughs) I know, I'm being silly. (laughs) We had... um, uh, Drew... I was gonna gonna say uh, the Dogs of War, but that's not their actual name. It's just... Drew Dolphin Ziglintyre. Ziglintyre. There you go. It was just Ziglintyre. Ziglintyre. There's no Braun. Mac and Drew. Mac and Drew. Um, Can we just call them by their names? Dolphin Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Andrew McIntyre. (laughs) 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 And Dolphin Ziggler. Dolphin Ziggler. Uh, Drew and Dolph versus The Revival. The Revival finally got their... Their title opportunity that... Yeah, they I, was, I would say it's not a rematch, yeah, but it it's, it's uh, their title opportunity that they lost because of, um, you know, Drew and Dolph. Um, very good match. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm surprised WWE let them do, hey, heel versus heel, go for 20 minutes. Surprised. Um... I, I, I want the Revival to win, to be honest. I know they weren't going to. I mean, yeah, who wasn't... I was ready but for the I Revival. But really, I would have really loved for the Revival to win. That would have been dope. You mean so we can have a legit tag team with the tag I team? I like Dolphin again? and Drew as, as a tag team. I don't like them as a tag team champion, but I like they're, them as a tag team. Yeah. They're, they're in the main event scene. Let them do that. Yeah. All right. Well, we have all, all the, you know... There's too many... There's, all the belts are in one scene. All the male belts are in one scene. Yeah. Except um, for the cruiserweight, but that's not on. They, it's not on Raw. It's on two hundred five live. Well, that's because Hunter is running that. So <sighs> when Hunter gets anyway. control of the rest of the brands, we'll we'll see what happens. Revisit things. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, Triple H was talking about how. Um, oh yeah, under, the backstage yeah, interview. Right? The backstage yeah, interview was like, Dolomo, oh, right? Triple H. Uh, he's like, the Undertaker is talking about. Uh, 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 I'm gonna he lose my soul. He's like, I sold my soul so a long time ago. He's <laughs> like, when you married a McMahon. <laughs> um, third week in a row, this happened. Best segment of the night, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I know you're really? you thoroughly in, I, enjoy this. I love this. Leo Rush. I love Leo. I cannot get enough Leo Rush. We had the Kevin Owens show with uh, sort of like a. Uh, a, like the Tonight Show with Jay Leno where he has his thing <laughs> he has his, <laughs> had a performance <laughs> and Elias is just sitting there playing you know music. well first Elias comes out first and he's like 
I was gonna, uh, you guys don't deserve a concert in Denver, blah, 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 blah. And then Kevin Owens did the whole Kevin Owens show. And that's when they, uh, they're like, we're gonna invite our guest, Leo Rush. Mm. And Leo Rush is hesitant to get into the ring. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not. He's like, I may be young. I'm 23, I'm a 23 year old uh, pound of gold, but I'm not naive. I'm not gonna come down to that ring, but you know who was, who was gonna come out? No, what, what, what? Elias goes, Come, come into the ring. I have a booster seat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Special seat for a booster seat. I was like, oh, You guys are getting with the jokes. <laughs> the jokes. <laughs> and then he introduces the, the Dominator. No, first he calls him Rocky Mountain Maid. Mm-hmm. And they all they all pop a little bit. Because he's from Colorado. Right. And then he goes, you know, Denver, Colorado's very own Bobby Lashley. And that was Pop City. I was like, dang. I, I really like the idea of Leo Rush as his hype man. It's, it's, I think it's great. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's Him as his, as his hype, it's his hype man slash his uh, manager. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. And I, I think it's probably the best thing on Raw. In yeah. terms of like segment-wise, mm-hmm. I, I think it's fantastic. I, it took me some time to warm up to it, but I, like last week, mm-hmm. last week sold me. And this week, I was like, ah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Um, so, Elias and Bobby Lashley, Robert Lashley had a match. <laughs> Right. Whatever match. It was match. fine. It definitely wasn't... You can tell the match was there just to, to progress the storyline. Yes. It wasn't there to actually do anything. In my opinion, you didn't need the match to progress the storyline, but screw it. You're trying to fill three hours. Yeah. You know, here yeah. you go. Um, Elias gets disqualified because uh, KO kind of accidentally knees Bobby Lashley. Bro, Lashley sold that knee like a million bucks. When he turned that corner, I thought it was legit. Like, the way Lashley ate that knee, I thought it was legit. And I was like, oh, it's not legit. That's just that. That's one heck of a sell job by Bobby Lashley. Because Kevin Owens was chasing Leo Rush, Leo Rush around the yeah. ring. And I guess Lashley was down from, like, some ring spot or whatever. And he just turned the corner and knee to the face. And I was like, oh, dang. But it was just a sell job. It's like I, I said, I love Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I don't like him doing the whole comedian thing like all the time. A little wasted here, um, but I mean it. Still a laugh. My laughs are laughs. Laughs are laughs. I I mean I'll never say no to Leo Rush. So moving on, uh, Nia Jackson music hits. She comes out accompanied by Ember Moon. So they're like a thing now, um, and, she, and Nia Jax faces off against Alicia Fox, and who Bison. is a. It was accompanied by Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Pretty short match. Um, like a two-minute match, right? It was like, it was something like, like that. Again, this is just to, just to move the match forward, just to move the storyline along, move the storyline along. Nia Jax wins with the Samoan drop, and that's it. Moving on over. Moving on over. I mean, we had we had a, a double double dose of Alicia Fox this week. Did we? Oh, yeah, because she was in the gender match. That's a lot of Alicia. Yeah, it's too much. Too Whew. much. Too much. Main event, main event time, boys. We have the Shield mm-hmm. come out, do their thing. Um, Baron Corbin came out with who I thought I didn't think that this this was going to be his tag team partners. Really? I did not. I saw this a mile away. I did not. Who else? What uh, other heel tag teams out there that wasn't doing something on Raw already? I had him going with Strowman, and then and somebody then, else. No, because remember they said he was like. You didn't have to do anything. We're going to be out there watching the match. Dean Ambrose. Mm. McIntyre said it to him earlier in the night. McIntyre was like, you know, you don't have to do anything. Don't do anything at all. Well, we'll be sitting out there, 
And we'll take care of the rest. But I'm talking about earlier in the night. I'm talking about when he had to find partners. I'm sitting here, like, racking my brain. Oh, who's okay. he going to choose? Who's he going to choose? Who's he going to choose? And then when he came out, I was like, oh, okay. AOP. Not bad. Now, how do you feel about the fact that they were calling them AOP? I don't. I like Authors of Pain. Right? Mm. They only, like, mention them as Authors of Pain in passing. It's like... They're announced as AOP, everything's AOP, and only like Michael Cole once in a while will be like, oh, all this is a pain, all this is a pain. Like, what? I, I do not like AOP. Like, I don't in like general? When, in general. I, okay. I mean, I don't like the name AOP. Oh, okay. I don't like when they're in NXT, they completely like come to the main roster and change everything about them. I agree. Like, uh, the iconic duo was Iconics. Yeah. Well, um, now they're the Iconics. Yeah. They were the Iconic duo. Yeah. And I think it's funny that, like, just, so, if you put AOP in their ring gear and put them in black, to the shield. Yeah. They're, they're the same exact, aesthetically, the same exact team. They uh, just put them in, in camouflage pants for the sake of not looking like the shield. So the shield is just fighting like jacked versions of themselves. That works, I guess. Like, apparently. They got uh, their, uh, what do you call them, the tallest school teacher in... <laughs> Substitute on, teacher. On, substitute teacher on Raw. There we go. So, I mean, there was... They didn't really throw them around, but, you know, they, they, they beat them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, baby faces have to make the comeback and so on and so forth. But, um... Seth Rollins is getting jumped for a while. And Dean Ambrose is just standing outside, not helping him. Hmm. I guess they're trying to... So they're, really, they're trying to sell that idea that he was going to turn. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, eventually, uh, the big dog... Big dog. Comes in, hits... Um, well, Corbin eats all of their finishers. Does he? All of I don't remember that. I remember him eating him a, the spear. He gets a curb stomp. To the dirty deeds. To the dirty to deeds. To the spear. And what bothered me about the dirty deeds is that, like, Ambrose could have just pinned him right then and there, but instead he, like, did some sort of hoopla, and then it did a, a suicide dive on somebody, and then Roman came in for the spear in one, two, three. I was like, because if it's not Roman... It didn't happen. Um, but I, I, again, they're teasing Ambrose. Heel turn. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, because they have they have the the three the dogs of war, mm-hmm. Ron, Ziggler, and um, McIntyre were all sitting in, in you know foldable chairs at the bottom of the ramp, and then you had Seth and Roman in the ring celebrating. Now, what's interesting about this is in order for the visual to work, Dean had to be in between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But when the match ended, Dean was, like, on the side of the ring that's, like, facing the hard cam. Mm-hmm. So he had to, like, stumble his way to, like, the, the to be in between the two of them. And he's just standing there, mm-hmm. looking at both of them. Like Everyone's a, like, what is Dean going to do? What is he going to do? Like a kid in a custody battle. It was I was just... like, this is ridiculous. And then he just slid into the ring and... Then Put his little fist, fist in there. It's... I, it's a little fist? I thought it was a super big jacked fist. <laughs> no, that's Roman Reigns. Sorry. Roman, Roman's got, he's got to charge it up. Does the tuka tuka tuka. No. Bro, uh, Ambrose has his uh, dirty deeds. <laughs> I know, but yeah, you're you're always saying that, uh, you know, Dean is super jacked and he's all muscular now. Yeah, that's that's his traps. That's up there. Yeah, doesn't... You gotta, you gotta get be precise with the fingers. In order for that... And, Nice, tight, small hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think this is a perfect segue to our question from Facebook. 
William, please. Well, I, if you I, may. I, I need a new podcast team. I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, we got a, a question from Jason over on Facebook. His question reads, I have a question. I feel like they are pushing Roman the way they pushed John. I'm assuming he means Cena. Also, Juan Cena. Don't start again. <laughs> also, Roman said Senna's Braun just... <laughs> Would you... Can I read Jason's question, please? Sorry, continue. Also, Roman said Braun just talks about got those hands. But what is the difference from Roman saying he is the big dog, this is his yard? Who do you think is better, Roman or Braun? So, there's a couple things to that that Jason threw at us here. Is Roman being pushed... Similarly to the way that John Cena was being pushed during the era of Cena, Cena wins lulls. Mm. Um, so let's tackle that question first. I think it's similar, but not quite the same. I think I think there are different elements to that. So with Cena, he was a heel and people loved him as a heel, right? And he was a dope heel. And then he, yeah, and but then he, he wasn't became, getting pushed as right, a heel, right? The 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 push happened after the face turn. My yeah. issue, my issue with with John back then, was that he was they were burying younger talent for the sake of building John, and the basic example of this was the whole Nexus angle, where oh, he, he buried like, the oh, entire Nexus, where he essentially buried the entire Nexus, and pretty much none of them recovered. Barrett had a relatively somewhat decent career after that, but as a whole, they could have done a lot better with that. Jericho and Edge wanted Nexus to go over. Cena even admits that he that that was the wrong idea for him to go over. Roman and I think also the the difference here is power, right? John was the one who said he wants to go over that night. John is the one who oftentimes back then they he had carte blanche to go over or put over whoever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Roman I think is a company guy who does what he's told, and I think that's kind of my big difference here. I think Roman is not interested. In burying other people or younger talents, I think WWE will do whatever they can to push Roman at the expense of Undertaker, at the expense of Triple H. Triple H. At the they want to give him the rub with older guys rather than let him bury younger guys. So I think is the difference here. And I think that's just uh, well, WWE that's, that's learning to legitim- That's to legitimize Roman Reigns. Right. Exactly. You beat Triple H. You beat Undertaker. You beat Brock Lesnar. That's like all right. He's beaten the Titans, I guess. Right. You know, um, my opinion, they're completely different runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit where it's, he's not burying younger talent. Mm-hmm. Him being who he is still buries talent. I agree. I agree. But John Cena has, what, 16 championship reigns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very possible that Roman... I mean, Roman Reigns got a bunch of championship reigns early. What is he at? Five right now? I, I'm not... It's either four or five with the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's too early. I, mm-hmm. I don't... I didn't like the... Well, he debuted in 11, no? 2011? Well, on NXT or on the main roster? Main roster. Mm, um, I don't think No, I was already with Amanda. They no, I don't think he debuted on 20... Could have sworn that they were at that Money in the Bank. The money in the bank. The um, Cena versus yeah, um, like in another match. CM Punk. That wasn't what you call it. That wasn't uh, 2011. I'm pretty sure it was 2013. He's a three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, one-time Universal Champion. 2012. They debuted in 2012. He's a Grand Slam Champion. Yeah, I know. 
Survivor Series. Basically, that's Survivor it. Survivor Series of 12. They debuted 20, Survivor Series 2012. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so he's been the WWE champion three times, Universal champion one. So, so four, four, four reigns. Um, Pun not intended. I... <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like Roman. Mm-hmm. I don't like um, Roman on the mic. I think he's boring. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't like Braun on the mic. I think he's also boring. I liked Cena on the mic because mm-hmm. he could carry a promo. Right. Um. So no, Roman and 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 Roman's not getting the Cena push. He's getting a, a major major push. Don't get me wrong, but he's not getting the Cena push. I think they're they, like I said before, I think they're similar pushes in the sense of like. How much they're getting out of it, mm-hmm. but I think the way they're executing the pushes are different. I think he's getting too much resilience from the audience that that push isn't going Resistance? as cleanly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say la resistance. What la resistance? La resistance. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's getting. He's not getting. Well, John the got feedback. Plenty of backlash. How far along in Roman's thing? In Roman's, you know career career or we are he's because six years into his career but he's it doesn't it feels like he has nothing to show for any of it really i mean well, i think on the flip friends. side i think to actually to, to contradict what you're saying i think cena has almost he's worked what double that time and i feel like roman has gotten more in the beginning than cena has i think cena oh, had to t- work times are different yeah they I know. push they push what you call quickly but remember cena went from being the prototype between like, you know, yeah, but OVW is completely different. No, I know, but even when he first came up, he kind of had that still, like, he had those, the little trunks and the yeah, boots, but that was like, this little, little uh, ruthless aggression. Thing. Right, right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But like, he had to, he had to evolve to get to become but John Cena even, wins lulls. Roman came out the game. They're just like, all right, let's hand him a belt ASAP. Even in his first year, though, he was up against like Brock Lesnar in his prime for the world title. But I'm or saying, for the Cena, WWE title. Cena built his career got built. He went from being a nobody scrub right. to like ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to you know, you know the the word doctor economics, doctor economics, the the whole chain gang thing. Mm-hmm. His feud with Brock. He was a heel, and then he went face, and then like his career progressed from there, where like he's kind of been the same John for like the last I don't know eight years or whatever. Eight, where eight decade? Where Roman has, won his title? Where his first Roman title. has been kind of just you know the shield. He's been guy. the same guy. Shield he, guy. Basically, he hasn't titles. found his own footing. He's I, just a Dean. Rip-off. Dean found his his lunatic fringe thing. That Seth found his the architect thing. Um, and then he even got reinvented with the Kingslayer thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roman has not evolved from yeah. what he is, and that's another thing that people are pissed off about is yeah. you have basically. Used your like the shield your entire career. You have piggybacked off the shield your you entire use the same music, career. Same you, gear, everything. You, ha- you have no ability to stand on your own two feet because you don't have the charisma or you don't have the personality to. See, I don't know if that's the case though. I don't know if that's the case, and no one knows if that's the case because WWE won't let him. Isn't that telling enough though? Is it they don't let not necessarily? Him? They're 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 playing it safe. It's money. Bro, is he it that they don't merch. let him, or does he just not have it to like? We don't that know. Out? We don't know because WWE is so afraid of him not being their top guy that they won't. They'll, they'll never let him do it on his own. You know never. why? Because kids love Roman. That's so what I'm much. saying. They're not gonna Bro, like. He moves kids don't merch, love son. Finn Balor as much as let's say people our age do. But or, or, is he making John Cena money? 
Who? Uh, uh, Roman Reigns. No one's making John Cena money because but John Cena makes a different shirt every other week. He's selling thousands of dollars in merch. Roman, so Roman they is have to take a risk of merch, but they he's, have to take a risk to get it's him. It's not gonna happen. As long as he's up in the upper echelon of merch sales, he's not going anywhere. Uh, All right, let's move on to the next part of the question because we're we've been here for a while now. Fair. Um, so basically, what Jason is asking is, what's the difference between Braun only saying you're gonna get these hands and Roman constantly saying? I'm the big dog. This is my yard. The only difference is the WWE is giving um, Roman Reigns title opportunities and championship reigns, and Braun Strowman has nothing. If anything, Braun Strowman's catchphrase is more threatening because he's saying, like, yo, you don't catch these hands. And Roman is, I'm I'm dog and yard. This is mine. I own it. It's not threatening. It's just saying, I happen, this is my domicile. One's one's making a threat, the other one's making a statement. Yeah, I mean, whack. Anyway, so who you think is better? Who do you think is better? Roman or Braun. Better is subjective. Yes. I don't want to say who's better or worse. We can pick apart things about each wrestler that we might think is better than others. I personally enjoy Braun better. Mm -hmm. I enjoy him more. I think he's a more entertaining character. I think he's a more entertaining person when he comes out. When he's he's a face. Um, I enjoy Braun more, especially because, again, WWE... Gives Braun and his character a little bit more freedom to to be a character. Or Roman well, is kind a little of more just, flexible. Yeah, he's a little bit more flexible. Where Roman is just Roman. Braun can destroy something and then be backstage and like eat someone's cake and it's hilarious. And then go and like throw someone through a, a table and then flirt with Alexa Bliss. Like he and, and all of it makes sense for his character and all of it's entertaining. Where Roman is just. You know, cocking his his fist and Superman punching people and Superman punching people and his straight face and I'm the dog yard guy blah blah blah. Believe that. Believe that. Was like, he Teddy Long? The best part of Roman Reigns is like Roman is at his best when he's quiet and taking action. Like when he was getting arrested or whatever, and and um, Baron Corbin was kind of just like looking at him or something, and he punched him in the ribs, mm. and he's like, "You might want to get a trainer." Like that's. That's good. good. That's effective. Mm. But we don't get enough of that from Roman. And in terms of in-ring work, Roman's probably the better in-ring worker, but Braun is a better finish. I'm tired of the spear and Superman punch. Yeah. Played. Super played. The spear, at least, is super played. Braun has different things that he can do during a match, but I think Roman is a better in-ring worker. So who do I think is better? I can't really say. Who do I enjoy more? Braun. Yeah. Um, I enjoy Braun more. I don't. Again, it's subjective. Yeah. It's it's also basically a matter of opinion. There's yeah, of course. If you're talking about championships, if if right. we're, we're we're talking championships, then obviously Reigns is. But we're talking kayfabe is Roman. It's Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, but I'm going to go with Braun simply because I do like Braun better than I do like uh, Roman. Mm-hmm. Who would win in an actual legit shoot fight? Probably Braun. He's um, a monster. If we're just talking, if we're saying heel promos versus heel promos, I would probably rather see Roman, unfortunately. I mean, they're both bad at what they try to spit, but I'm way more exhausted by a Roman promo. I feel like occasionally Roman tries to mix it up. Not often, but I feel like braun has been saying the same thing every week, and there's been no mix-up in anything. And what has Roman said for the last three years? He's I, a big like dog, I said, and this is his yard. Believe that. Sucker tug attach. Like I said, every once in a while sucker he, he throws in a different line here or there. A line that doesn't make any sense. Sucker yeah. and sucker tash. Anyway, thank you, Jason, for your question. 
feel free, of course, anyone who's listening, feel free to you know send us your questions on Facebook, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, wherever you feel like you want to. Just go ahead and shoot us a question. And, and you shoot us a question, uh, trust, trust us, we will find it, and we will ask it, and we will answer it. Of course. So, thank you, Jason, uh, for that. And let's move on to SmackDown. So, this week's SmackDown Live opens with the Truth TV segment. So, first we get the awesome, and I was like, great, Ms. TV, whatever. And it had the logo for Ms. TV. And it TV showed Ms. TV at first, but then it was R2. What's up? <laughs> What's up? And the next thing you know, in the ring, I see R2 and Carmella. I go, that's, that's, that's not. That's not Carmella. That's not Ms. That's not other Carmella, right? <laughs> and I was like, Ms. got a hell of a tan. <laughs> So it was our truth and Carmella, and they had their brand new show, Truth TV, and their their first guest was Bra Daniel Bryan, and pretty much I think it's like right before the first question, oh, wait, they just he goes, hold oh, up, Carmella goes, wait, 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 and he goes, what? She goes, it's time. He goes, oh, it's time, it's time, and they stop and have a seven second dance break. dance break, <laughs> and I was like. What? Am I on drugs right now? They're doing like, the Fortnite dance in the ring. Yeah, they're flossing and whatnot. I was like, what is happening right now? You're, you're just going to gloss you know, over the fact that Carmella... Is a brunette? Is, is a redhead No, she's now. a redhead now. It's like an Auburn. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. It's like a burgundy. Weird. She dyed her hair. Okay? Carmella dyed her hair. She no longer looks like other, like other Carmella. No. Maurice and Maurice. Carmella's Now Carmella. she looks like Eva Marie. Or, well, uh, you said uh, I, Matt well, said I, Maria Canellis. Maria Canellis. I said even Maria. Even I mean, Maria's Maria's like flare completely to red. red but no, red, exactly. I was red, red. I Maria should, she'll make the more. transition. <laughs> so I was like, this is ridiculous. I think I kind of love this. And then, so then... Well, I said I would much rather see... Uh, if, if, if Raw gets to have an Elias segment every week, SmackDown should have a Truth TV segment every week. I don't know about every week, because it'll get played real quick. No, but a no. Truth TV segment every once in a blue, I'm totally down with it. They keep surprising me with these R-Truth segments. So this then, yeah, you do. So they're like how um, they want to ask questions, and Daniel Bryan looks legitimately tickled. Like Daniel Bryan is just laughing and smiling the entire time, and it was just it was truly entertaining. So then the Miz comes out, and he's like, "Oh, I have the Miz TV. What is this? Blah blah blah." And so Truth is like, "If you want it, come fight me for it." So then he goes backstage, and Paige is just hanging out, and <laughs> the Miz just looks at her like, "Well," <laughs> and she's like. Hi. <laughs> and he's like, what do you do about this? She's like, well, you heard him. You want your show? Go fight for it. He's like, what? Better just goodbye. Better just, bye. See ya. <laughs> Go. Later. So then he goes. They have the match. Decent match. Um, Miz goes over with a very well-executed knee plus. After that, we had um, Sheamus versus Big E. Because we're doing the bar versus um, the New Day. So every week we have to recycle. You know, We have to do the cycle. Merry round of who's facing who in singles competition. Yeah, until, you know, next week where they finally have their huge blow-off and then we can go back to the stupid pancake thing. What was funny, speaking of the pancake thing, well, at some point Big E gets knocked out of the ring. And he and starts they, 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 No, no, no. They pull out this tiny little stool for him to sit down on. He's a boxer. Like, he's a boxer. <laughs> Kobe comes out with a spatula and starts like, um, like pressing on his face like, like, like icing him yeah, yeah like down. icing his face and then uh, Xavier Woods has him sniffing the pancake like a sniffing like a smelling salt I'm just like yo these three are the biggest fools on the planet and, it's, it's, and it's, they're the tag champions and it's just you can't even I can't even be mad because it's funny it's so insane um, Sheamus goes over on Big E which kind of surprised me I don't know why maybe I shouldn't be surprised but it did surprise me a little bit 
Um, then the big threat of the night pretty much was Rusev and Aiden English and Lana. Uh, Rusev said that he was demanding that he gets answers from Aiden English. So he comes out of the ring. He comes out to the ring and he wants to know why. He wants to know why. Aiden English comes out, no music. And he has a shirt that says, uh, Happy Aiden Day. And the microphone says, Happy Aiden Day. And he's like, you know, we were great. Plays a video package of their success. Until Lana. And then he shows another video package. Well, he said that Rusev Day wasn't anything without Aiden English. Right, which is true. Aiden English made Rusev Day. Which is very true. Which is very true. Um, And then he shows a video package of, you know, how things went down south. With, you know, since Lana became a part of Rusev Day. And then he insinuates that something's going on. Or something went on. In Milwaukee. Um, in Milwaukee. Because Lana said something about how he was only using Rusev, how um, Aiden was only using Rusev, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, you just wanted us to break up. That's why you want. That's why you wanted to tell him what I said. But did you tell him about Milwaukee? And everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> so this whole big thing was like, what happened in Milwaukee? And Corey Graves, I swear, this guy is the best thing that's ever happened to WWE announcing. He goes, what happened in Milwaukee? I'm texting people. I need to find out. And he I'm pulls getting out, my sources. He's like, I'm getting my sources. He pulls out his phone on like with a camera on them. He's just, you know, I'm sure he's not really texting people, but he's pretending to text everyone. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. They're talking, and he's on his phone just texting, trying to find out what happened in Milwaukee. So that was, like, the threat of the night. I, do, I don't like this angle. So you said during the, the night, you're like, I hope they, like, I don't like this. That, you know, it's going to be a cheating thing. And I agree. If they do an infidelity thing... Whack. What I said to you was, if they do something different, where like maybe she was conspiring against Rusev, or she's betting against Rusev, something to show that she's not a hundred percent behind Rusev, without it being a cheating thing, I'm cool with that. That's more interesting than just she's cheating on him with Enzo or something. I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> Enzo. God, sorry. What about um? Carmella's old uh, BFF. Big Kaz? No, 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 no. The other guy. Uh, I'm blanking out on his name. The ugly kid? Oh, James Ellsworth. There you go. Oh, the chin. <laughs> I was like, who's he talking about? Imagine. Honda and Ellsworth? That's what happened. Yikes. Milwaukee. Left That's him. what happened in Milwaukee. They left him there. Anyway. <laughs> Next, we had a tag match between Asuka and Naomi versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with the Iconics on commentary. Um, I don't really care for Mandy Rose in general. Sonya Deville is like, okay. It was a nothing match. Asuka and Naomi went over. I like the Asuka and Naomi teaming. You don't. Asuka deserves better. She does, but you know what? They're doing this whole Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch angle right now. That's fair. And at least this puts Asuka on TV, so I'm cool with that. I mean, they're going to run this Charlotte Flair, Becky thing until at least what? Survivor Series, I'm guessing. At least Evolution. Mm, Probably up to Probably a little longer, but... I'd say As of right now, they have it booked till Evolution. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, at, at the very least, at Evolution. Um, but I think it's probably going to run until Survivor Series. Probably. So unless you're going to pull a brand new storyline in six weeks. Push I mean, they have Evolution. that, and they have Jewel, and they have all these other pay per views, and they yeah, want to make. Yeah, but going to be at Crown Jewel. Of course, but my point is, they like making storylines that are like two weeks long. I mean, you also have crash like, the burn. women. Like last year, we had women's champion versus women's champion. So I mean, you can do that's that. That's true. Again. That's true. You don't so, have to build a story with that. That's yeah. fair. Um, next was a very rare 
Ty Dillinger sighting. Ty Dillinger. We need a we need a, a ten a siren or something like that. Oh. Like a siren that goes out. <laughs> <laughs> like ten, 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 ten. Adam. So they come back from a commercial and it's just Ty Dillinger in the ring with his his music already playing and he's doing the ten thing and we're just like <gasps> Ty Dillinger. What? And then Shinsuke comes out and I was like, oh, he's gonna job. And then. Um, and they had a, like, whatever match for a few minutes. And then at some point, Ty Dillinger's up on top of the second rope, raining down punches on Shinsuke, who's in the corner. And then Randy Orton comes out of nowhere, brings down Ty Dillinger, and then he just beats <sighs> Dillinger. Out of he, thank you. He beats the holy smokes out of Ty Dillinger. And I was like, he doesn't have earlobe gauges, so I don't know what you're looking for, Randy, <laughs> but, but. Uh, My confusion was, why Ty Dillinger? He's not on TV. <laughs> we'll get to that. I will get to that. So after he beats up Ty, he leaves Ty alone. And Ty's just kind of like wobbly standing there. And Shinsuke's walking away. And he looks at Ty Dillinger. And he beats him up. <laughs> no. And he just delivers a Kinshasa. And Ty Dillinger's head bounces off of the LED board. And I was just like, oh. Do you think that was planned? Yeah. I think... Worst case scenario, I think Ty may have been a little bit too off of the board. Oh, okay. Because if yeah, he's yeah. on it, then it's just like whatever. You can't really feel, yeah, yeah. But if he's away from it, then it's it's like a double, triple kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that's no good. Um, and then backstage, <laughs> backstage is when someone goes, Randy, why'd you do that to Ty? He's like, the 10 thing. I hate it. And that's when Jeremy <laughs> goes, he's never on TV. How could you possibly hate it? You never see it. Yeah, I was like, it doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to be killing the the heroes of, of today. What if he just doesn't like the number 10? Ty, Ty Dillinger is he's barely on TV. When was the last time he had a freaking match? Tonight, exactly. If, if we when said, was the last time exactly, we saw a Ty Dillinger match? If we, he's probably fought AJ Styles. That was the last time. It's been a while. If we sit here and think about it, it'd just be dead air for like 20-30 minutes. We ain't got time for that. So next up, um, at some point early in the night, Lana was talking to Rusev and Becky Lynch came out and talked some smack. So we had Becky Lynch versus Lana. Short match. Becky won because duh. Um, I think that was it, right? I mean, we had earlier in the night where they showed um, Sa- uh, Sasha, excuse me, uh, Charlotte having her little photo shoot and whatever. And Becky Lynch saw her t-shirt and then Becky jumped her. Beat her up. He's like, take a picture of the champ. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. <laughs> This is what it looks like when you have a belt. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stop. All right, leave that's my her bae accent, alone. bro. <laughs> leave her. I think I, I think she's my bae too. Kevin, Charlotte. I think I'm with Kevin Dunn on this one. I don't like Becky Lynch's accent. Listen, when you're agreeing with Kevin Dunn, you know something's wrong. Who? The teeth with the with the chompers. So the main event segment of SmackDown was AJ Styles and Samoa Joe doing a contract signing for their match at the uh, Super Showdown. AJ comes out. He's there. Problem is, where's, where's Samoa Joe? Joe? Where's Samoa Joseph? Where's Samoa Joa? Where he at? Joey. Paige is like, Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe? Come on down. And then Samoa Joe comes out on the big screen. And he's outdoors. And I go, great. I know where he at. He's at the Styles residence. And he goes over and he shows a mailbox that says Styles. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the front door. And he's talks some smack. And he's got a doll. He's got some doll. And he rings the bell and he's like, Daddy's home! <laughs> and that's pretty much how they went off the oh, air. Oh, that was creepy, creepy. That's creepy, creepy. 
I don't think it was a very good promo, though. It was like, whatever. It wasn't. Um, That's not how I want SmackDown. He's done better theater. things. Yeah, I, it, yeah it, it was very abrupt. It was so... Ugh. They could have definitely ended SmackDown a lot better than, than they did. Um, but, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, they're building towards... Um, Super Show? The Super Show. Yeah. Uh, so, they could have built better, in my opinion. So that was SmackDown Live for this week. Now, let's quickly go over um, some very quick 205 Live and NXT stuff. This past week was the first week of the three-hour block, 205 Live going on at 7, NXT at 8, and the Mayo Classic at 9 on Wednesday nights. To uh, SmackDown, I'm sorry, 205 Live's episode features Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. A very good match that Cedric Alexander won with a lumbar check. Um, over on NXT... Um, they pretty much revolved the entire episode around the Ricochet versus Pete Dunne champion versus champion match. They built up this whole, this is the first time ever, champion versus champion, first time ever, both belts are on the line, blah, blah, blah. And this match was fan-friggin-tastic. If you haven't watched it, you go watch back it. and watch it. Watch it. If you haven't watched it, then rewatch this, it again. Exactly. If you haven't watched this, finish watching, finish listening to the podcast first. Don't forget to, to you know, finish listening, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Go to the WWE Network, watch this match, come back, listen to us again, and then go watch the episode again. Because why not? It was such a good match. And they gave it was him, they gave him like I think twenty to thirty minutes. I think I want honestly I want to say about thirty yeah. minutes. I want to give say they gave him close to it. And uh, yeah, I mean being that you know NXT is a fifty something minute show. Mm, it's an hour. It's not show. It's, it's close to an hour. It's not exactly an hour, but mm. yeah, they give them more than half the show, and it was they, it was worth they it. never disappoint. No, and this definitely didn't. And the end, we were ta- Jeremy and I were talking about this uh, during SmackDown, that this was like, the way they ended this match was how it had to end. You know that neither one of these two guys can lose this match, and they can't mm. lose their titles, not like this. And so, Undisputed Era came down, interfered in the match, match ends in a no contest, the War Raiders came out, so basically we're setting up for war games. Mm-hmm. So, 50 to 51 minutes. Okay. Either way. Yeah. They gave him plenty of time. It was a fantastic match. Again, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. So now let's move on to the news. Because we got plenty of it. News time! Both in WWE and outside of WWE. News, eh? News, news. News, 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 news. Get your news. So. News time. I, I got, we gotta figure out a, a song for this. Oh, we'll figure it out. WWE news. So first up, let's go over some big WWE news. The biggest news we've got this week so far is... 619. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're going with um, Rey Mysterio has signed a two-year deal for uh, WWE, which mm-hmm. um, I mean, personally, I mean, I watched Rey growing up. I think he doesn't really need Hold to on. be on that. You watch WWE Rey growing up, or do you watch WCW Rey growing up? I didn't watch WCW. Rey. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I watched him win this first world title. Um, Rey Mysterio between 2003 and like 2008 or whatever um, I think the, the stuff I've seen out of him in the past couple of years I haven't seen his Lucha Underground stuff because I know he's done a lot of stuff with Lucha Underground mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he needs to be on the main roster for another two years um, I mean he's a big pull he's a big name but so, first of all, yeah. he's definitely a big draw. He's going to bring in the fans. He's going to bring yep. in money. He's going to sell merch. The Hispanic, uh, what you call it. That's going to be huge for you know WWE trying to bring in the you know Latino community. Um, also, 
if you've watched him doing his recent indie stuff, mm-hmm. whether it was a Defiant or All In, All In mm-hmm. or anything like that, he can still go. Like, can. there's is he the same Rey Mysterio from WCW? No. Or early WWE. Or early WWE? No. But he can still go. He's in fantastic shape. Not only that, so the big holdup for the Rey Mysterio in WWE for a long time was the timing. WWE wanted him full-time. Uh. Working... What was it 250 dates a year or something like that? And Ray was like, bro, I'm not doing that. He signed a two-year deal with an 18-month opt-out clause. So that means after 18 months, if he contract. wants, he can dip. I mean, he is 43 now. He turns 44 in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've seen with Ray, he still has it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reasons one of the reasons why he left was because the fans kind of turned on him. In his like last run with the WWE before he came back in the Rumble, mm-hmm. um, they were just they were booing him for no reason. It's, you know, I guess the um, the atmosphere of the fans changed. You know, well, he also had the unfortunate, you know, he got the, the number thirty spot when the fans wanted Daniel Bryan. That that is yeah. also true. That was not good. Um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm happier or upset that Rey Mysterio is back. I want to see what kind of play he has in in, in the main roster. My, my thing is, like, I don't think he's going to have any like and major that, play. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's he's not going to be in the main event. Scene. I think he's going to no. be a mid card guy, and that's it. Or he's going to be a tutor and a vehicle <clears throat> in Two Hundred Five Live. And I'd rather see him do that. Stuff. I think he's going to be on SmackDown, and I think he's going to be like a player coach kind of guy. I think he's going to do like upper mid card stuff. He might touch the main event scene a little bit, but he doesn't want to be full time. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing if they finally sign a contract. He's probably not going to be on week to week every week. I think it's going to be more than Brock Lesnar. But I don't think we're going to see Ray every week. I can see him doing a program here and take some time off program there. Maybe two, two programs and take some time off. I think, I think he'll get into a, uh, a feud with uh, Andrade Cienomas. That would be good. That'd be a good match. That would be good. Yeah. I, I could be down with that. Let's put them together. Could you see him... Um, kind of a faction. No more factions, please. Having a major spot in two hundred five is like a like a no, no, GM no 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 two hundred five the way two hundred five live is right now it's a dead spot. Mm. Only now with Leo Rush and Drake Maverick are we seeing any movement out of two hundred five live. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget the um, the Roman Reigns killer, Drew Gulak. So according to apparently someone told Dave Meltzer that that was just because he needed an extra body. No, it wasn't. <laughs> They knew who they were getting from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we want Drew. Um, so I don't want him on 205 Live because then that means that he's just going to sit there and rot. What is the point of that? What's yeah. the difference between him rotting in 205 Live and him rotting on SmackDown or Raw? He might bring more pull to 205 Live. That's, that's the only benefit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if 205 Live is going to last for another six months. You don't know anything. We don't know anything, to I be honest. But I don't know anything. If you like anything. you like 205 Live. Because I like the wrestling. Yeah, and who's one of the best lucha wrestlers of all time? 100% Rey Mysterio. Oh, he could, he could definitely, you know, freaking tear the house but down. But if they put people. him on 205 Live, they're just going to pair him up with Lucha House Party. And then, like... Rey Mysterio loves uh, Lucha Libre. That's well, of that's course. That's his heart and that's soul. That's the world, yeah. Um... So and he's friends a, with all those guys from the Lucha House Party. So being a cruiserweight is like it's it, they, basically they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so this could be Ray coming to help 
205 Live become what the Cruiserweight division used to be in WCW. Could be. And for a time in the WWE. Could be. Um, again. We'll have to see. Only time is going to tell. Yeah. But either way, this is a big signing. Big signing. It is mage. Next thing we want to talk about WWE-wise, Sasha Banks. She, um... She got pulled from her mixed match, uh, challenge match, matches for the um, time being because she has an injury. Um, is it like hockey, where it's like an upper body or a lower body kind of injury? Or is undisclosed. It just, it's undisclosed still? It's just yeah. injury, she's pulled, replaced by Mickey James. Mm-hmm. And I think it's legit because she has not been um, on a live circuit either. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be in a live show and they pulled her from the live show also. So... Whatever it is, it's legit. When was the last time she had a match or something? A couple weeks ago, no? A couple weeks ago? With the Riot Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right before the Riot Squad entered this um, program with uh, Ruby and... I mean, with uh, the The Bellas Bellas and Ronda. A few weeks ago? So, like, Bailey's in limbo now. She's got nothing. That's why she's hanging out with uh, her mixed match challenge Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Smiley Teeth Balor. So, next up, WWE and Impact. High-level executives from both... um, met together in I think they said in Connecticut at the WWE headquarters mm-hmm. now there's Green no mention Witch in Greenwich Connecticut what did I say oh no it's Stanford sorry Stanford, Stanford Connecticut so they didn't say what it was about my guess it's they're talking about licensing the uh, tape library so they can use, the WWE can use AJ Styles footage Samoa Joe footage so mm. on and so forth um but nothing's come of it yet. Triple H was not there. None of the McMahons were there. But their people were all there. Triple H's people were there. The McMahons had representatives up there. So, like, so, Triple was H. Shane back there? No, 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 McMahon no. McMahon was there. No one. No McMahons. Don Callis for Impact wasn't there. It was hmm. all just like second tier, high level executives. So, mm-hmm. okay. It's like Road Dog. Well, Road Dog's a producer. He's not an executive. He's not, he's not an executive. He's just like a backstage he's a guy. producer, okay. yeah. Jesse James. Yeah, I listen. And like to not to go over this real quick. Um, I wish they were talking about buyouts because I'd love for the WWE to get that ca- that that um, archive of like old AJ Styles matches. I mean, that's probably what they're trying to get. They're trying to get tape footage. Yeah, but that's, I don't want them to take over uh, Impact altogether because I think the world needs more promotions, not less. Yes, I understand that, but so I don't want anyone. I don't care job. about that. So what? I want AJ Styles footage on WWE Network. <laughs> so you can get that. I think that's what they're trying to do. No, they're not going to have AJ Styles matches. What they're going to do is be able to show, like, in a in a highlight package, yeah. AJ Styles wrestling in TNA. Who knows? Maybe Impact. maybe part of that is being able to have access to matches. You're a maybe. I'm, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm sorry. How dare I? Anyway. <laughs> on to the next rumor. On to the next one. Um, the supposedly, Crown Jewel, which takes place the first weekend of November. I don't even want to get started on this. Five days after mess. Revolution. Now, they're, they're billing these things as pay-per-views. Like, legitimate pay-per-views. Global now. pay-per-views. Anyway. Rumor is, Shawn Michaels may make a tag, uh, return for a tag team match with Kane and the Undertaker. Um, well, his partner Mayor of Knox County. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs aka Kane get it right <laughs> so yeah apparently WWE threw a whole bunch of money at uh, Glenn Jacobs and the uh, Knox County 
people? Some organization there. And they're flying them out to... Uh, and so that's how they... Saudi agree. Arabia for yeah. weekend. <laughs> I mean, so basically that's how they got Kane. Apparently that's also how they got Sean. They threw a, a stack of money and Shawn Michaels was just like... I, I I don't care for this match if it happens. Who cares? Well, it's gonna okay. be a joke. I don't. But that's if the anything, problem. Why I don't. Is this I, happening? No more jokes, man. Like it's a joke. Okay. this is a match that could be filled with something better. <laughs> Do you want to know why this is happening? Name grab but for why Saudi is this Arabia. Happening? Not sure. even a name grab. Is this because so remember, Saudi Arabia is yes. paying WWE a boatload of money, right? And this and so, part and of that is Saudi Arabia. They said they were like. We but want to see such and such, and we want to see blah blah blah, and we want to see exactly. Udi Blue, and we want to see blah blah blah. Well, Bro, they said they wanted to see. Ultimate. This is why we're having this match, because so, Saudi Arabia is throwing money, and because they're throwing so much money, they feel like they have a right to request who they want, and WWE's gonna bend over backwards to give it to them. But they're not gonna get women. They're not allowed to have women there. Oh they god, want, they don't. It's, listen, let's not it's get into customs. That. You can't, let's not get into let's that. Let's not get into that. Let's move. Let's move on to the next. New it's story just ridiculous, man. Uh, that anyway. Mayim, um also signed with WWE. Mayim, yep. Former um, Impact wrestler. Um, and the first Mayim Classic competitor no, from this year. There's no details, though. On no details yet, um, except that she's been under contract for uh, about two weeks. But only oh. getting out now. Okay. Yeah. So... So, so we don't know if she's uh, an NXT job or she's going straight to the main. No idea. No idea. My, she's going to finish out the main classic and then mm. I have no idea what they do with her from there. No clue. Yeah. Um, um, in a very big story, we had Paige defending Sasha Banks on the uh, injury that caused Paige to... Her career-ending uh, injury, which so is... So there was an article that was... Um, I think... Well, I know Cage Side Seats... Had um, had coverage on the article and all this stuff, but Paige said, oh, "Here we go." In a conversation with Give Me Sport, uh, Paige said, "Quote: Nothing was ever Sasha's fault. She got so much backlash, and even in the ring when we were in there, people were chanting Sasha sucks, and it really upsets me to hear that because it wasn't her fault. The thing is with me, right? That moves where she kicks me in the back. I had taken that so many times previously that I was so stubborn, and I thought." I can still do these kinds of things. And I thought my neck was just as strong as it was before, but unfortunately it's not. She continues, So I called this move and I told her to do it, and so she did. And unfortunately my neck wasn't strong enough and it snapped all the way back and it was essentially the same as having a really bad car crash, the whiplash was. She goes on to say how, like, you know, she lost feeling in her arm, and, she, and then immediately Sasha was like, Yo, like, do you want to call the match? I'm so sorry. She's like, No, let's keep going. But... Long story short, this was, you know, Paige, at this, since this happened, Sasha Banks has gotten a lot of heat from fans blaming her for any Paige's career, and Paige just pretty much flat out said, listen, this isn't her fault. I called the spot, I thought I could take it, and I couldn't. And that's it. I think this is huge, because I, like, I, whenever wrestlers get hurt in someone else's hands, and we have potential career enders, people look to blame immediately. Mm-hmm. Tyson Kidd got hurt by the Muscle Buster, and I think only Samoa Joe's reputation saved him from that ridicule. Because immediately, Sasha Banks was looked at as unsafe for this. Even though the only time she's ever been unsafe is with her own body. So, I know I brought I brought it up a couple months, uh, a couple episodes back. Um, I might have called Sasha Banks out for it, mm-hmm. um, and I was looking into. Her history of, of you know, because I, like I said, I, at the time, there were a few other instances that had come up, and it was a time with uh, 
it was an article I had found where they tried saying Sasha was possibly thinking of doing it like if people were on the rise for some reason like oh, so, so she Alexa, like basically undercut them and hurt them purposely so right. they don't overlap so I don't think she's that I don't think person. she was either and it doesn't no. seem like it but one of the times that it was the, the three times that they pointed out was uh, Alexa Bliss had a title run and she got hurt when she was doing something with Sasha um this was, I think, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Well, she mentioned Sasha mentioned that whole feud on um, a show with um, Rosenberg. Um, openly, yeah, yeah, openly. Yeah. Where I mean, there was no injury that was disclosed from that that mm. feud, but neither one of those two girls like each other. Mm. So that was just a matter of like so you they're know, not they're not very they're not pulling punches on right right you whatever mm. went down went down because they were like whatever. But right. she's a pro. She's like. I'm not there to hurt anybody. Do mm. I want to work with her again? No, I'm good. Yep. But you know she's a pro. Uh, I forget who the first person was, and then Paige. Uh, I've been following Paige for a while, um, and it was really you know it sucked when this happened. Yeah. Um, a lot of people jumped on down her throat. Um, I wouldn't say I jumped down her throat, but I you know had a bitter taste in my mouth, and you know seeing Paige come out and you know say what she has. Um, I mean, she even says here she goes quote. Um, the girls at the side of the ring were crying. Bailey was really upset, and Sasha is sitting in the corner, just devastated. And I couldn't like you know, Sasha's obviously like she's someone who cares about mm-hmm. business and doing things the right way. I think if if Sasha was really a bad worker or an unsafe worker, she wouldn't be in the position that she's been in in this career. Mm-hmm. There's no way WWE would be like, oh yeah, she's going out there trying to hurt people. Cool, keep putting her in the ring. Doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. That's just ludicrous. It's it's insane. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So um, you know. Uh, I'm just. I wish. Yeah, I wish this had come out sooner. Yeah, I wish it did. I don't know why Paige waited until now. Um, but was she just in? Uh, Paige has had a lot of stuff that's gone on in her life in the past two years. That's that's fair. That's so fair. I mean, I don't even know when. Where, like I said, she's had so much, but yeah. Um, I mean, it, it did come out. She said her piece on it. Um, as a fan, I can you know pull back and say I was wrong. You know, for ever giving Sasha slack. Um, there, but there are people out there gunning for her, and if you want to yeah. look at it in that angle, there are people that will definitely find that angle. There's, pull it. I mean, I, like I said, anytime a wrestler gets hurt in someone else's hands, this, these things happen. You're gonna find people yeah. who are to look. People that Seth Rollins mm-hmm. as an unhealthy worker for yeah, yeah, as I've an seen un, those too, yeah. he, he, unsafe. He did worker. hurt a lot of people with the buckle bomb because the buckle bomb took out Sting. Mm-hmm. And the buckle bomb took out um, Finn Balor. Not that Sting was a million years old. Right, right, and that's and I think that's what people. Like we said before, with the whole Brie Bella and um, and Liv Morgan thing, this is professional wrestling. Mm. We're not talking about ballet here. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's a physical sport and entertainment, and like people are going to get hurt. It just so happens that with things like the buckle bomb, if you do it wrong to a degree, you can end someone's career, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with Sting. You know, he did it the wrong way, and he his neck went blast, and that was it. You know, but we've had that. We've had Rey Mysterio, like a guy died from a drop kick. That's crazy. It's, it's what I'm saying. Like you can't, yeah. you can't sit here and blame everyone for things happening. Mm-hmm. Are some things some performers' faults? For sure. Um, but listen again. It is. It, it's a very physical, very physical sport. Yeah. 
I mean, it was like back in the 80s or something like that, or uh, early, like late 70s, early 80s, maybe mid 80s. Uh, it was a wrestler, David Schultz, was getting interviewed by a reporter. He goes, yeah, you know, uh, wrestling's fake, right? And he just slaps the crap out of him. And he's like, does that feel fake? Yep. And just walks away. I was like, yep. Well, hot damn. I mean, but that's happened plenty of times. How many times, like, have we... I think it was Undertaker or Big Show where they were on some show and someone again something about it being fake and they just lost their minds on them. Like, mm-hmm. bro, it's scripted, it's predetermined, but every bump that these people take is, is legit. definitely real. It's legit. That's what they... Like, they have the... Um, what they call a bump card. Mm. How many times you can take a bump in your career before your body gives out? Huh. You know? Yeah. Um... So I guess that was, you know, that's our WWE news. Yes. Now moving on to our non-WWE news around the world. Of professional wrestling outside of, of Titan Towers. Is that even still a thing, Titan Towers? Like, from t No. <laughs> anyway. that's, for, that's it for us, Grapples the Apples. <laughs> <laughs> well, quickly, let's go over some... Um, we had uh, Kushida versus Bushi, junior uh, heavyweight champion... Uh, junior heavyweight championship tournament. So, yep, the semifinal. semifinal. Um, Kushida went over. Mm-hmm. Mm, surprise there, no surprise there. I mean... Honestly, I didn't care. Again, we're really waiting I'm, for I'm, the I'm here for Osprey, Osprey match, exactly. Yeah. I'm here for Osprey and Skrull. That's what I'm here for. Um, Tanahashi... John Cena defeated uh, Okada to retain his Wrestle Kingdom Championship match. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jay White beats up on Okada. Yep. And, and, Rocky, Okada. and Rocky Romero. And, and Yoshihashi. Bro, he runs down to like make the save and he pulls a Titus where he like falls. Oh, he falls, but bro, <laughs> he eats the apron. So when he gets up and He's he bleeding? comes to the ring, bro, League City. And he, you can tell, he's dazed. He's like throwing punches, but he's like he can't see. What he, he's Liv Morgan in it, or is it? He's worse? like throwing like lame punches. So then, oh man! <laughs> so 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 Switchblade J White just hits him in the face with the chair. Like he throws the chair in his face. He falls down, gets rolled out. But like it was bad because you just see him running down. Damn. You see him fall. He slides back in, and within seconds, just leak city son. So we had Gato also run into the ring. And um, Gato's usually been, you know, Okada's right hand man. Then they, you know, they separated. Starts attacking Okada himself. You know, like, you know what? Let me get some licks in. And <laughs> <laughs> take that. I mean, first he goes to grab the t- the chair away from uh, from Jay White, and then he's like, "Oh word, hold on, this chair might look a lot better on Okada." <laughs> <laughs> he decides on wailing on his like, I don't know. Right. What so a- now we got, as Jeremy pointed out when we were talking about this yesterday, we have chaos within chaos. I just hope this leads to JY going to the Bullet Club. Well, they did that already. I know, but he denied them. He went to right. Chaos. But now that Chaos is in Chaos, it'd be awesome for or maybe JY to be in the Bullet Club for me. And you know, I love JY. I think what this is going to lead to is Okada J. versus JY White for leadership of Chaos. At uh, Wrestle Kingdom? Wrestle Kingdom so far away, though. So I'm like three months from now, two months from now, something like that. So, if it's going to be on the 4th, which is a Friday, Japan time, so that means it's Friday the crack of dawn for us. Yeah. Remember, they're 11 hours ahead of us. I'll probably stay home from work and watch it that day. Yeah, <laughs> Or I'll watch it at work. Bowling. Bowling. We should get together and watch it that Saturday. Um. Have a Wrestle Kingdom party. Or well, we can do it that Friday. 
right, whatever. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> we have Flip Gordon, Colt Cabana, tag uh, teaming up to go against Bully Ray and Silas Young. This match has been announced for Death Before Dishonor. Death Before Dishonor is looking to be a pretty interesting card. Pretty, pretty interesting card. Pretty stacked. <clears throat> you got the tag titles on on the line, the women's titles on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, Osprey versus um, Lethal for the you know the ROH Championship. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pretty interesting show. Pretty pretty interesting show. And uh, the ROH, the Women of Honor, you know, section. Just got a lot better. Madison Rain signs a one-year deal with ROH. Yes, she does. Pretty good. Very interesting. Um, has she had her match in the Mae Young Classic yet? As a- yes, she faced. I think she won. She faced um this giant um the, like, the Hispanic lady, the, yeah, yeah. The Latina Texan chick or whatever. Oh yeah, like, now I remember. Like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two weeks ago. <clears throat> and um, but let's move on to. What I wanted to talk about. So, Impact Wrestling, we got two bits of news for Impact Wrestling. One great, one uh, not so great. Let's talk about the not so great one, because I like to end off with this. Um, we discussed the last two weeks, Impact's viewership has been going up steadily. Um, dropped 11% this week. That's a hit, bro. That's a very big hit. And it's funny, because they did really well against, you know, the... NFL opening weeks mm-hmm. and out of nowhere this week for them to drop 11% I don't know where that came from but that's not good I mean we were saying how good it is that their, their numbers are going up because we, WWE needs a Com- competition yeah. it, it, it needs competition ROH is not there yet and New Japan is I don't know if it's ever going to be States, there because it's going to take a while for them to like be com- competitive here in the states because mm-hmm. they just keep doing California. I mean, stuff. the diehards are, are, of course, you know, of course. up on on New Japan. But for the casual listener, um, they may not know too much about it. Um, in more important news, <laughs> the Monster Abyss is being inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Now, this is major for me because I watched Abyss for a long time and people oh he's a ripoff of Kane he's a ripoff of Mankind all this other but that's he, me <clears throat> that, that was definitely my sentiment but if you watch his matches like the guy is a he's a he's a good wrestler mm-hmm. he's a good storyteller and he's willing to put his body on the line mm-hmm. to you know sell a match sell a story um, you know, everybody gives props for Jeff Hardy for throwing himself off of this or that, mm-hmm. but doesn't want to. They don't want to give the same props to Abyss, who's wrapping himself up in barbed wire every other night to, you know, mm-hmm. give the fans that bloodlust that they want. Right. Um, this is big. You know, he deserves it. Uh, I always wanted him to come to WWE, and I, I heard an interview. And he was just like, I was offered a lot of money to come to WWE, but he just didn't want to do it because, although he respects him, he didn't want to get into put into a program with The Undertaker. He's like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just stuck with uh, TNA. It took a significantly less money to stay with TNA. I can see that. Because <clears throat> um, you know that he's going to job Saker. Yeah. And he said, I, that's not my steez. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy for him. Um, I, I think that that's going to be it for him. I don't think he's leaving TNA. Mm-hmm. Especially with this, um, excuse me, impact. Uh, especially with this um, Hall of Fame thing, mm-hmm. uh, there's no shot in seeing him in WWE. But you know, I'm happy for him. He had a, a great career 
tag, multiple tag team champion. He was a w, um, not WWE. He was a TNA champion. Um, if you if you don't know him, or if you you know you know little about him, watch his matches. Watch his Six Sides of Steel match with uh, AJ Styles. Watch his Monsters Ball with um, Amani Brown and Raven, or Raven and Rhino. It's it, he's he's. He's, he's, he's a ring general telling a story. So, in terms of Abyss, I've only... I only watched TNA for maybe a few weeks way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I saw AJ Styles, and I was like, who is this generic wrestler? Fast forward. Anyway. <laughs> um, I remember seeing Abyss, and like you said, my first thoughts when I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, bro, it's a Kane and Mankind ripoff. Like, this is mad whack. And at that time, granted... I was kind of looking for an alternative from WWE, and so to see someone that I thought was just a ripoff of something from WWE, I was like, I don't, I'm trying to get away from that. Like, this is not mm-hmm. what I want to see. And so I remember, like, I pretty much shut myself off to Abyss and to TNA, you know, shortly thereafter. Um, but clearly, the guy's had a long career, so he's doing something right, or he did something right. You know, if he was strictly just a ripoff of Mankind and Kane. He probably would not have lasted that long in the industry as long as he has. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I can't speak much to his career. I know you were very much into TNA back in the day, Jeremy. And so I'll take your word in that, you know, Abyss, if nothing else, for his longevity, he's earned this for one reason or another. You know, congratulations to him. And, you know, it's, it's good for him. Good for Abyss to get, you know, some recognition from, you know, a promotion that he built, that built him. They built each other, and so, you know, it's good for him. Good for Abyss. Congratulations to, to Abyss, you know. That's awesome. Mage. It's mage. So, let's move on to our last segment, as we like to do, wrap up our episodes with a, a bit of a conversational piece about something going on in the world of wrestling, our topic of the week. Now, this week, again, the big story has been uh, the Brie Bella and Liv Morgan incident. There's been a lot of debate as to what, like how the match should have played out. Some people argue that they should have called the match on the spot, that they should have ended the match, that they should have just rang the bell, whatever the case is. People are arguing that, you know, WWE needs to be smarter about head injuries and then the match there. There are other sides of it who some people will argue, well, you know, it's a match featuring five other women, the match has to go on. You, mm-hmm. you find a way to finish the match, you get her out of the ring, and you, you, you call the match as you got to call it. So, gentlemen, I ask you, what do you think was the right call for WWE here? Do they end the match on the spot for the sake of Liv Morgan's health? Or do they work around it and finish the match as planned? Personally, I... Th- I think what's more important is the well-being of the superstar. Okay. Um, they didn't really make a rush to get Liv, you know, checked out by uh, a medical official. They had, like you said, like she was like lying there on the sides. Um, they got her out of the ring pretty quickly, but you know, she was getting thrown around still, and they waited till after it was called, and they went off the air. To bring him back, and I don't appreciate the fact that you know commentary was like, "Oh, she's in the back when she clearly wasn't." You know, um, I think that's what's more important. If they can find a way to make the 
show go on without without you know missing a beat, then I'm all power to it. But <clears throat> the well-being of the superstar is what should come first and foremost for anything else, and that is not what they did. And I don't know, man. Um, I expected more out of them. You know, they're they're a world-renowned company for, you know, sports entertainment. They should ha- have known how to handle this much better, and they didn't. Okay. But. Uh, my opinion on this is, if you're in a boxing match, right, and you get knocked out, fight's over. Mm-hmm. Same thing with MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, why not for, you know, sports entertainment? Because mm-hmm. um, the most important thing is the... Superstars' well-being. Mm-hmm. That is, what if Liv Morgan got hurt? What if she couldn't continue? Mm-hmm. What happens then? What if Brie Bella couldn't figure it out and she's just like wailing on her even more, mm-hmm. you know, exacerbating the injury? Mm-hmm. We don't know. <clears throat> I think at that time you need to have trained referees, not pulling this guy off of the street, putting a striped shirt on him from Foot Locker, and then like, hey, do what you gotta do. Um, I think you need to have... I mean, these refs are trained, but they're trained to be WWE refs. Yeah, but I what they need to be trained in is concussion protocol also, and, and noticing, you know... Fair point. The, um, there's no... This show must go on, mm-hmm. because we're, we're dealing with lives here. If, mm-hmm. God forbid, something happened to her, then what? Yeah. You're just gonna be happy that the show went on? But now Liv Morgan can't wrestle. Right. You know? Um, it's safer to just end the match. When, um, what the heck is his name? Enzo had mm-hmm. that concussion from banging off the ropes and whatnot. Yeah. They ended the match. That's true. Why, why not for... It's a very fair point. Very good point. the same thing. Very good point. That's, that's my take on it. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I'm kind of of two minds here. My first thought was... I guess I was I was too wrapped up in the of like applauding the fact that they were able to figure out how to get through that match. Mm-hmm. And so my first thought was like to that perspective, like this is a show. This is a show that they're putting on. And if you're watching a Broadway show or some others or if you were watching a concert and someone got hurt but they felt or the rest of the you know they felt they could continue on with the show then they would like Dave Grohl like exactly exactly that's what I was thinking as well so like Dave Grohl breaks his foot breaks his leg whatever the case <laughs> gets is gets it wrapped up comes back finishes exactly right exactly <laughs> finishes a tour and everything this is like two days yeah yeah I went to one of those shows. Nothing like watching Dave Grohl rock out in a chair built of like guitars and it's and he still brought people on stage and stuff and yeah that. because he's Dave Grohl anyway. Um, so I, I kind of thought of that perspective. You know, if she's hurt, but the rest of the girls thought they can put together the rest of the match and continue on to the show for the rest of the crowd, then, you know, if you can, cool, do it. But then I also, like you said, if it was an MMA bout, and someone got knocked out the way she did, that ref would have jumped in ASAP mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. no, 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 match is over. Unless you're Mary Yamasaki. But, <laughs> but then I think, well, it wasn't a one-on-one. Three on three, you get if you can get her out of the ring and out of the match, you continue mm-hmm. with the other girls. It, it's a messy situation. How can you make it look like she's not hurt? By and that's the thing out, is know? that it was it was evident that she was out, and the ref, the ref was trying to argue with her to stay out of the ring, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And she came back in the ring. 
I mean, ultimately, that can't her, her say so is like what you call it. They need to have like the refs need to have the yo, you're done. Like yeah, they the, should have had throw throw out the there. X's, throw up the X's, and that's it. So so I don't know. I'm again, I'm I'm kind of of two minds. Um, I appreciate the ability that they had to finish the match, mm-hmm. but in terms of in terms of safety, I do have to agree with you guys. They should have found some way to make sure that Liv Morgan and her health is top priority. Mm-hmm. Especially in a company where they're in the middle of like concussion lawsuits every other day. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl got knocked out clean on national television. And the best she could do was have a ref kind of, you know, chat at her to stay in the corner. And then she didn't, like, he couldn't even keep her from doing that. Like, that, that's how it bugs me the most. Is after she got knocked out, how does a ref let her get back in the ring? Like, if you're going to keep the match going, you got to keep her out of the ring. Mm-hmm. You have to. Not let her take a triple suplex. Are you nuts? How does it... That's, she has a concussion. That doesn't help. I don't know. Um, and then think back to the Jericho and Neville thing, like I mentioned before. You know, where Craig Robinson and, and Jericho were arguing because Robinson didn't realize that Neville broke his ankle. And Jericho was like, yo, I'm trying to end this match because this guy's got one foot. Yeah. You know? Maybe it was one of the girls should have they should have done that. Maybe one of the girls should have said to the ref, "Listen, just count this pinfall real quick. Let's get her out of here." Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the right way to do it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there is a right answer, except whatever it takes to make sure Lynn Morgan is safe is the right answer. Mm. If that means calling the match ASAP, do it. If it means continuing with the match but letting her don't let her get back in the ring. Then do it. Who was this ref that was? He was he was like a new young guy. No, he's, uh, he's a he's a, he's a regular. He's, he's a regular. regular. He's not like an everyday name. He's not like Mike Chioda or, or something like that. Yeah, Mike Chioda is the only one that I actually know by name. Craig Robinson is he still with them? Who? Lil Nate? Yeah. Yeah, of course. He was on like last week. Well, there you go. So you know, I I don't know. Whatever it takes to to make sure the performers' health and safety comes first is a top priority. I wonder. It makes me think of what was Vince's directives in the headset. Yeah. You know, what did he say? We're going to get down there. Pick, <laughs> Corey, pick up. Get, get out of here. Oh, yeah. Send the concussion. The guy who ended his career because of concussions <laughs> to go in there and bail out Liv Morgan from a concussion. That makes sense. Oh. Anyway, guys, I think that just about wraps up our episode for the week. Thank you all for listening. As always, you can catch us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples2Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, um, you can also catch us on Facebook.com slash grapples to apples, Twitter.com slash grapples to apples, where you can like us, uh, share our page, uh, leave a comment, ask a question, ask any question you'd like, and you know, pertaining to wrestling, of course. Yeah, and let's let's not be too graphic because if it is, we're not reading it. We're not live. At yeah, least. I, you know, I try to keep the ex- expletives to, to a minimum. minimum. To a minimum. Um, thank you all for listening again. As usual, I've been Will the Thrill. I've been shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Maddie Bizzle. Double Z, double E. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace and love.